Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Hey, I'm excited. I am excited. It's a Friday. I'm not excited because it's a Friday, um, but I am excited it's this particular Friday because of our show tonight. We have, um, you know, that's weird. Tonight, I, I say tonight, and I'm looking out the window, and it's still, you know, the sun's out. People are out here, you know. Um, doing their thing and whatnot. Six o'clock doesn't seem like a tonight thing to me. It still seems like a today. I don't know. You know, I don't know where the cutoff is. Guess it doesn't matter. Anyhow, um, I am very excited about the show because, as uh, long-time listeners have been knowing, we uh, decided, uh, me and, oh, she is just cool, turned up to 10, uh, Stacy uh, Lane Wilson got together um, last month, and we were, uh, you know, she's got a, this new anthology of books out, and I really wanted to start adding um, at least once a month to the show um, authors and, and put a little, uh, you know, a little literary kick into the show. We have uh, bands on all the time and, and film people and uh, filmmakers and the like, and um, that's great, and I love it. You guys have to understand, too, I've been doing this show. This is episode 11, you know, 1,140. 1,140, baby, that's a lot of episodes. So I want to um, keep things fresh and lively. And uh, there's so many cool authors out. And this project um, just uh, 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 that Stacy was, was doing, we were talking about it at the time, just seemed like the perfect way to really get that ball going. And, uh, and it was. And this is the third batch of uh, authors we've had on uh, talking about this fantastic series of books. Um, It's called Rock and Roll Nightmares, and um, it's just so cool. It is just so cool. And so without further ado, I would like to uh, welcome tonight's guests. Um, They are all just uh, wicked cool as well. And um, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I I really, uh, I really dig this series. So without further ado, I'm clicking all these buttons. Here we are. We've got tonight's guest. Um, I guess we'll. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. All right. <laughs> so cool. So cool. I'm telling you, I talk to all these bands all the time. I'm like, I want to get some cool authors on here. That's where it's at. That's where the good parties are. Come on. How are you guys doing tonight, guys and gals? Listen, it's a Friday night. Times. <laughs> nice, nice. I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's go around the room. Well, I'll, you know, I've got the list here. Why don't we start out with uh, Marco uh, Marone. I, uh, Manon, I'm probably mispronouncing that, Marco. And I apologize. Uh, I didn't mean to butcher uh, your name. Oh, no, no worries. It's, it's Manone. Manone. Mm-hmm. Right, person, not really at all. Anyhow, Marco, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're in the film world normally, right? Yeah, I mean, I've done uh, 
entertainment journalism in the past, and uh, I'm a horror screenwriter. I've uh, one of my scripts got on the 2019 Bloodless, which is sort of an industry wow. top ten of uh, unproduced screenplays, and this is actually my first short story for this book. Oh wow! How cool is that? Um, now you got it. I'm sure. How did you know Stacy? How did all this come about? Uh, I've known Stacy for a number of years, and um, she actually helped get some of my first entertainment journalism gigs back in the day. So uh, oh, nice. we just stayed in. Yeah, we stayed in touch over the years, and then she recently reached out and, and asked if I wanted to contribute a a short story to this anthology and you know, it's sex, drugs, rock and roll and horror. So I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of my reaction when I first heard it. I heard about it. Um, oh man, that's awesome. Now tell us uh, the short story you have in which volume um, can people find it in? It's in Along Comes Scary, which is the uh, 60s edition. Nice. Nice. And the title? Oh, it's called L.A. Woman, which is a riff on L.A. Woman by the Doors. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic song and fantastic story. That's cool. And, folks, so you, if you're, like, scratching your head a little bit, what we mean, what do you mean by the, the, the 60s version? And I should have been more uh, clear on this. There's three books in the series so far, and each book takes place in a different decade. And it's all rock and roll themed. This is a collection of short stories. Uh, each book is. And um, they all, it, it's, it's funny because they all have really, uh, all the titles are kind of based on uh, uh, different songs of that era. And, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool, Marco. Next up we have Sean. Sean McDonald? I believe I'm pronouncing that wrong. That was, that wrong. was not bad. That was not bad. Usually people get a worse than Sean McDonald. That was pretty good. <laughs> Sean, how are you tonight? I'm I'm great. Feeling good. Nice. Nice. Now, same thing. Tell us uh, in in um outside of writing, uh, you know, short stories for horror anthologies, horror rock and roll anthologies, what type of work do you nor- do people normally find you in? Which world? Yeah, you find me mostly in the uh the novel world. I do uh horror horror novels. So I've got uh, four already out, ranging, you know, from Slashers to uh, Evil Disneyland, and I have a uh, new witchcraft book coming out in the fall. Fantastic. Fantastic. How cool is that? How cool is that? Let me ask you, now, I've never written, you know, I, I think the last thing I wrote, that I put, you know, serious thought to um, was when I was in college, you know, in, in school, um, I have a degree in art history, and it was probably some thesis or something um, I can't even remember. Nothing exciting, nothing cool, um, but I've known a couple writers over the years, and the ones I've known may come across at first a little scattered. I don't mean that as an insult, um, <laughs> but then you get to know them, and they're very organized. Like, when they sit down to write something, everybody, like, I'm in the painting world. I paint for a living. And everybody thinks, oh, you just sit down and let the canvas go or, you know, the brush go where it wants and blah, blah. And some people may do that. I personally cannot work that way. Um, wish I could. It would, my stress level would be a lot less. Um, but these authors I've known, you know, they kind of have everything planned. Are you like that? Are you real meticulous and, and go at it with, with, a, with a pretty hard, heavy plan? 
No, you had it right the first time with scattered. I mean, I start with you know a rough idea of what I want to do, and then I just kind of let this thing run wild, and I just see where it winds up. But, I mean, I there's that nice. you know you have online you see that diff of the dog like laying down the train tracks as he's going. That's that's basically the process. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, and I should let everybody know on our show page we have links um, to the various social media and whatnot. I'm sure. Um, all of our guests uh, have more social media. We These are the ones that I got sent to me, so that's the ones that we put up. Um, and, um, you know, if, if they have others they would like me to add, we, we will add them afterwards and whatnot. But you can find Sean over on Instagram. And uh, Marco, uh, we have a link to his Facebook page. Next up we have uh, – oh, Sean, let me ask you before we move along. How did you come across this process uh, or this project? Um, you've known Stacy as well for a, a while? Or how well, that you know, happen? we, yeah, not not as long as uh, Marco did, but you know, we chat. Uh, you know, Stacy's you know part of the uh, the horror world, and uh, you know, we've chatted a little bit in the in the book sphere. And she mm. reached out to me uh, to see if I wanted to put a story in this, and it was honestly perfect timing. I was between novel drafts, I was looking for something to do, and I don't do a lot of short stories. It just doesn't tend to click with me. But you know, she gave me this prompt for sharp dressed manslaughter for the uh, the '80s edition, rest in top, uh, dusty oh, wow. top. And I just, it just, it came right into shape. So I had an absolute blast with it. So very, uh, very appreciative yeah, part of the gang. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I, I have loved ZZ Top uh, forever and a day. I actually was lucky enough to meet them. Um, there was years ago, it's been about 15 years ago now that I think about it. I don't know how time keeps going faster. It just <laughs> ah, takes my breath. Um, but anyway, I, uh, there was a, Casino Magazine, a magazine that was geared towards casinos and uh, the gaming world and whatnot out west there. And they had me um, for uh, three issues paint different people for the covers. And ZZ Top was one of them. And it was the weirdest thing. Normally, people, when I do gigs like that, I get an email with some, hey, work from these pictures, which is fine. That's, that's a Tuesday. That's how that normally goes. But this time, man, they had they had a lunch, and you know, I got a free lunch out of the deal and everything. I was like, wow, I need more gigs like this. Uh, the nicest guys in the world, and I just love them, and I loved that story uh, in particular. I just got a, a copy of the '80s um, uh, edition of, of of the trilogy, and, and I've been pouring through it, man, pouring through it. Good stuff. Um, very, very cool. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov.
Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N dot com. MichelleAubion dot com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Next up, we have Joel. Joel Amos. Joel, how are you, my friend? I'm fantabulous. Thank you. Nice. Nice. Now, Joel, we have a, a link to your Twitter feed, but also I've, I've become friends with you on Facebook and whatnot. And I am fascinated with you because I, I'm not quite sure. I, I know you're in the, the, the film world and whatnot um, when you're not doing horror short stories, rock and roll horror, horror short stories. But as a critic or whatnot, if I'm understanding that correctly, I could be wrong. Tell yeah, us a little bit yeah, about what you do. Um, How cool I, is that? I run a, a website called Movie Mensch. Dot com and I do uh, mostly reviews, but I post uh, some interviews when I get them. I used to do a ton of interviews, um, mm. uh, re- reviews, and uh, I work on some features, you know, top ten stuff like that. Um, I've been doing this for oh about twenty years, but uh, I also oh, wow. write uh, screenplays, and it's actually through the critic realm that I met Stacy. I mean, we've kind of bumped into each other over the years uh, as, as entertainment journalists, uh, but I feel like I really got to know her once uh, we met at the Hollywood Film Critics Association Awards uh, a few years back. And um, so uh, 
she knows my writing well, and, and I also write a couple of screenplays. I think I already said that, but I had her read one, and I think she really saw something in, in me and so asked me to uh, contribute to the 70s version of uh, this book and uh, kind of got kind of obsessed the idea about, you know, a band being on a plane that's doomed. And we start from that, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just kind of ran with it. And I had almost too many ideas. Uh, with where to go with it. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of really, really happy with how it all turned out. And um, I've long had this idea about uh, the devil uh, being behind fascism in World War II as as his, this is my Mm -hmm. key to taking over the world. And then when that failed, he kind of was in a stupor about what to do next. And then he decided, well, let's go for the long con and let's establish rock and roll. And ah. this was my chance to kind of work that in. And it's that, this is that devil who's kind of worked his magic uh, with somebody. And uh, what I like about the story is that you kind of start to wonder that, you know, this guy who made a deal with the devil kind of probably didn't have to do that. Uh, he had enough right. talent on his own. So I was kind of fascinated by that idea of the story. Oh, man, that's, that's usually how it, it always with those with that theme. I've only you know I've, I've seen it a few times, um, but uh, in, in classic literature and, and, and whatnot, that shows and this and that. Uh, but usually the, the the rub is, yeah, you didn't have to. Do, that was dumb. <laughs> Why did you yeah. do it? You dummy. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Um, what a cool story. What a novel idea. I uh, I, I dig that. I, you know, it's. Um, it's interesting too in the seventies. Um, I'm a child of the eighties personally. I, I was a teenager in the eighties and, and it's all the, you know, whenever I talk to these young people, they're always, you know, Oh, the eighties were great. And it was just blah, 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 blah. And just, you know, it was just constant parties and all this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that happened, but there was a lot of doldrums too. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't all. But at the same time, um, when I first, when Stacy first told me about these, my mind went to the set and I'm like, Oh, the seventies, that was the decade where everything was, you know, it was just drugs and sex and it was just great, you know, um, crazy gloss. <laughs> and then I realized I was being one of those kids that annoy me about the age. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess we all have our, I ideal, I, uh, I, I can't even speak. Um, yeah, you know, we all view it through rose colored glasses, I guess. Um, even the, a doomed soul going down on a plane. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a good idea. <laughs> so cool. Well, we're going to add your um, – I, I want to get you uh, – after the show, Joel, I'll, I'll probably message you on Facebook and get the, uh, the the website there. It's probably on your page anyway, I'm sure. Um, and we'll put that up, and that will link so people can get to your, your regular website to cool. see all your cool stuff and everything. Um, next up, we've got Renee Mallet, and Renee, I hope I'm saying that correctly. You are. You got it. All right. All right. Renee, tell us a little bit about yourself. When not writing uh, rock and roll horror short stories, what do you? What are you doing? What world uh, are you? Uh, you know, in? interestingly enough, I am usually someplace that's supposed to be haunted. I write a lot of books about, you know, if you believe in ghosts, they're nonfiction. It's about kind of, you know, haunted places and happenings in New England. And um, I get to spend a lot of time going to places that I think most people would probably try to avoid and 
write about it and <laughs> oh that's awesome uh, we are in our house we are obsessed with ghosts i i don't know i personally um it was a quote somebody said years ago I read, and I can't remember, I, I can't, maybe one of the listeners can, can send me a, a, or maybe you know, I don't know. Um, but it was, uh, the quote was some, along the lines of, I've been terrified of goats my entire life, but I've never seen one. <laughs> um, and that's exactly where I'm at, you know. I, uh, but man, my wife, my wife, Danny, is, I don't think there's one of those ghost shows that have been on that she hasn't watched, you know. Um, and you know, I don't complain. If she's not watching one of those, she's usually watching a murder show. But lately, I feel so bad. She's been on this Love Island kick, which I just can't. I can't get into, man. I can't. I can't handle it. Uh, yeah, I'm with I'm you. Like, oh, I, I like dope. the true crime and I like the the ghost shows, but. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, pretty people talking to each about each other around a pool. Whoever <laughs> pitched that, I you know. Hey, I'm not throwing shade at it because I know that somewhere there was a meeting and, you know, somebody came in and there was a table and people in suits with ponytails probably. And they, they pitched the idea and somebody went, brilliant, here's a check, make it happen. And I'm very jealous of them. Um, my, I don't get my money that easy, but man. Anyway, we're not talking about that, folks. We're talking about Renee Mallet and uh, she writes books about ghosts and Spooky, spine-tingling stuff. How cool. So, Renee, you actually, you're one of these people, in addition to writing about it, you go to these locations and whatnot and have the equipment and, and do all that kind of stuff? So I don't do so much, like, the, the ghost hunting part of it. Um, you know, I people guess. have, like, their EMF readers and all that stuff. Like, I just kind of like to go to the places. I take a lot of photos for the books and um, – I don't know. There's just something kind of fun about, you know, I talk to all these different people that have these experiences at places and I want to go, you know, check it out myself. I'm actually, most people are surprised. I'm pretty much a skeptic when it comes to ghosts to begin with, but I love the stories and I have to say with every book I write, I become less of a skeptic. So. Well, there you go. There you go. I, I have a friend of mine, um, we call him Spooky Joe, and uh, he writes uh, about UFOs and kind of the same type of thing um that he, he's like yeah the more you talk you know the interesting thing about ghosts or anything a little off uh like that is there's so many stories everybody seems to have one you know and no i'm not saying that's you know proof into itself or whatnot but it certainly seems interesting to me that that it's so prolific you know um, oh, yeah. I always say I after, know. like, any book signing, I could just rewrite the entire book because every person that comes to have me sign their book, they have a story. You know, they had an experience. They lived in a haunted house. They stayed at a hotel once. Like, it's always, you know, every everybody's got their ghost story. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm getting older now, and I'll tell you something I have learned in my little short time around the, uh, the sun a few times is um, I don't know everything. Thing. I used to think I had a pretty good beat on everything and knew all the answers. And um, after you get proved wrong a couple times, you're like, you know what? There could be something to that. I don't know. Um, so I'm certainly not going to put down anything like that. Uh, well, that's fascinating. I think that's very cool. Very cool. Now, how, now, to switch gears, here you are writing a rock and roll themed horror short story. How did you meet Stacy? How did this come about? Uh, so Stacy actually um, 
kind of gave me like my first real writing job when I was a young writer. Um, she had me doing nice. book reviews for her, and you know, she, she's just sort of an amazing mentor. I mean, you can tell from all of the people on this, you know, show that have just mm. said, you know. Stacy kind of, you know, helped them get their start, and I'm, I'm one of those people. You know, she, she. I mean, like you said, she's the coolest person ever. So once you kind of get that in with her, I mean, you're going to hang on to her for life. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I find her fascinating, and um, she's. I tell you, it's it's crazy. I have a weird schedule. I, I like I said, I'm turning into an old man. So I, um, at some point, I started getting up when I used to come home from, from being out, got wolfing around and stuff. Um, now I get up, I get up really early and here on the East coast. And so it's sometimes people still be awake on the, on the, uh, the West coast, but it's interesting because whenever I'm up, no matter what time of day or night I'm up, um, working or whatnot, Stacy seems to be, she doesn't seem to sleep. She's always working. And then you look at her uh, website and whatnot. And you're like, wow, I can see that she, uh, not only is up, but is also filling those hours relentlessly. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, that's how you get things done, right? <laughs> that's cool. Now, Renee, tell us which uh, anthology will find your work, your short story in, and what's the name of it? Yeah, so I'm in the 60s edition, um, Along Comes Scary, and my story is California Screaming. Nice. <laughs> I was just listening to Peach Boys this morning. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man, what a cool, what a cool pick. I love it. I love it. Now, um, for that, uh, were you uh, into '60s rock and roll music, or uh, did you listen to a lot of it uh, whilst writing your uh, your story? Well, when I was growing up, my parents had a, I think it was a 1964 Valiant, and it only played 8-track tapes, and the only 8-track tapes we had were all from the 60s, so that was my childhood, sitting in the back of that car with no air conditioning, (laughs) listening to those 8-tracks. That's fantastic. Well, you know, you had the vents, they could put those little uh, part of the People don't know what I'm talking about. On the, the car doors, there used to be these little glass vents that pop out. Um, <laughs> it didn't help. It was just hot air on you. Oh, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Now, um, with these books, we have links, folks, where you can get these books are available, paperback, ebook, and um, audio, I believe, is coming soon, if not already. Uh, but you just check back and whatnot if it's not available yet. And uh, we have links. To, uh, directly on stacylanewilson.com forward slash fiction. If you go to her website, just click on the, the book page, and there you go. Um, and also a direct link to Amazon. Amazon. And you can, uh, you know, get the book there as well. These are a nice book, man. I'm telling you, I got mine in the mail, and it is just, uh, you know, I had the, all three of them on um, the Kindle version. Is that what they call it? The, the, the e-book version? Um and I don't know, they, that's cool and everything, and they're great, and I was reading them that way, and then I got the books and the, the, the hard copy, and uh, fantastic, just real, real nice. I love it. I love it. Looks good on my shelf, man. I actually have mine on my coffee table. Very, very cool. So, you guys, know, in your different fields and everything, uh, Marco, Sean, Joel, and Renee, um, it's been a crazy year, uh, but it seems like... In your particular, what you guys are doing, 
Um, everybody kind of works from home, probably, I'm assuming, and uh, hopefully this year uh, wasn't too out of your, uh, you know, didn't throw you too much in, in your creative work. Um, everybody handle that okay pretty much? Well, I mean, from a creative perspective, things went fine. <laughs> Everything else was a little chaotic. But, yeah, I, no, I mean, listen, I the, the work endures. You know, the work uh, just plugged on. I was at home more, so I think things moved uh, fairly well, at least on that uh, that front. Nice, nice. How about you, Sean? I was Sean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How about you, Marco? I'm so sorry. See, audio. This is the limits we have on this. I don't like it. I mean, you've only heard uh, Marco, first, how... you got it right. Yeah, I, I mean... I think uh, as as a writer, um, I'll speak for myself, but as a writer, I, I've been basically social distancing and quarantine for years, so it wasn't that, that drastic of a change, um, but I guess I'm, I'm in the fortunate uh, vocation uh, where it wasn't hugely disruptive. I gotcha. I gotcha. And Joel, were, were you, did you find the last year, did it affect you creatively or uh, um, just kind I'm, of part of the court? A little, bit. a little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was um, particularly before the election. I was uh, ah. kind of con- consumed by things going on outside in the world, and it got in my head. And I think it made it harder to write uh, sometimes. Mm. And I kind of struggled with it. Um, but once I felt like I, I saw kind of a light at the end of the tunnel, or, or so I thought, I, um, I kind of let it all go and was able to really write a lot more. And um, it actually also helped me because uh, one of the things I'm working on is a memoir of, of kind of the, the health scares that I've had over the years and um, mm-hmm. have kind of made me who I am uh, today. And uh, so I don't, I don't think if there had been uh, a pandemic, I don't think I would have written that memoir and it's almost done. Um, oh, wow. But I, I think that really kind of helped me, uh, channel that angst that maybe I felt from the pandemic out there and the isolation. I mean, I have a wife and a little girl, uh, so I'm not alone, but I mean, just kind of being stuck here in our own little world. I think the writing proves to be an outlet and, and very therapeutic and to kind of write about stuff that had happened to me and kind of remind myself that, you know, um, that things could always be worse, you know, and, and that kind of helped me put things in perspective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting, you know, a couple uh, thoughts on, on uh, you know, what you're talking about there. Number one, revisiting anyone who's ever had uh, any major, you know, health stuff, medical stuff and and whatnot in their life. Uh, that can be almost traumatic revisiting it, I would imagine. You know, I mean, man, there's, there's times that uh, I myself uh, <laughs> wouldn't want to do over. Glad I made it through the first time, you know. Um, didn't know yeah. what I was going to. Um, but man, craziness, craziness. And I, I hear you about the isolation. I work from home as well. Uh, my studio is at home, and as long as I have an internet connection, you know, that's, I'm, I'm golden. I'm, that's how I sell and, and, and work and whatnot. Um, we do do pre-pandemic. We do a lot of charity stuff where we got to go to it, and, and that's fun, you know getting gussied up and going out and all that. But the um, the reality is a lot of friends of mine were asking me, they, they were like, you know, are you freaking out? And I'm like, no, it's a Tuesday, man. This is nothing new for me. 
What was weird is my wife does not work from home. <laughs> and suddenly she was home all the time. Oh, that was an adjustment. Um, was it? Not only was she home, she was watching the Tiger King. And uh, <laughs> no, I can't handle it. Turn that off. Put the headphones on. I need some talk. <laughs> need some music so I can work here. Um, Tiger King ain't doing it for me, man. Um, crazy. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com as well as online, on Instagram, and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation, raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. 
I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Crazy. Well, I, you know, that's exciting news. You, you say you're on the downhill side of that, and um, that'll be uh, dropping soon, eh, Joel? The memoir? Uh, yeah, sometime, sometime this fall. It'll be on Amazon nice. and a couple other places, yeah. Well, fantastic, fantastic. When it does, let's stay right in touch. We'll definitely have uh, you back on, you know. And, and uh, all right, sweet. We'll, we'll get into. We'll dig into that. Swim in that pool. That'll be fun. Uh, now, Renee, good. how about you? Um, with the uh, the the year of lockdown and and just zane, I never saw this coming. Uh, I don't think anybody did. But uh, did that affect you creatively? Or were the ghosts still moaning and ready? <laughs> well, it was it was kind of by chance that when lockdown happened, um, you know, I work from home anyway, but the difference is I, I've got a bunch of kids, so all of a sudden, you know, they had no school mm-hmm. and they were home. But right when lockdown happened, I was actually, you know, coming towards my deadline for a, a book on, like, uh, abandoned villages and things throughout New oh, England. Wow. So, you know, lockdown happened and they were sort of like, well, stay home unless, you know, you're not going to be near anybody. And I was just like, well, I'm going to places that nobody's lived in for like a hundred years. So that's okay. Right. Um, So actually my my teenage daughter would come with me and we spent like probably the first two months just driving out to the middle of nowhere where there used to be a town. And um, I kept trying to get her to like, you know, climb into like cellar holes in the ruins of houses and she was not having it at all. But, um, It, it was kind of like a weird experience because, like, especially early on when it was like, you know, the, everything was new and we didn't really know what the hell was going to happen. And um, and I'm right. there I am and, you know, an entire village that used to exist and all of the oh, people left. Yeah. Like, it was, it, it was, it was kind of, oh, it was, it was a little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Your daughter, I'm sure, just was thrilled with, oh, great, mom's taking me to Silent Hill. This is one, this, what could possibly go wrong? Um, I mean, this is actually a horror story. This is a plot to a horror story. I'm telling you. Hold on to this so you know. I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, part. you know she she uh, she kept saying that none of her friends' moms would you know make their daughters do that, but she chose to come along, so I think she enjoyed it. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. She's like, Mom, I just want to make a TikTok. Throw some ice on my head. Come on. Um, At first I did. I thought she was just going because she wanted, like, a cool Instagram picture or something. But uh, she was getting into it. Like, she'd start to ask, like, well, all right, what is this place? Like, how come everybody left? Like, I think think she did start to get into, like, you know, the story behind it. Oh, absolutely. I've never been to a, a whole, like, town or community like that. When I, I went to college in Boston, um, when I was in school, and, you know, after a while, you've, you've kind of seen and done everything in, 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 in the city. So, you know, and especially in, in art school, you, you meet these weirdos, and 
we were all like, hey, there's this fort out, you know, on the Cape. Let's go out here, you know. And you go to these places, and there's a lot of graffiti usually, and nobody's there. But you're sitting there, and I don't know, you'll have that moment of, of, of weirdness where you're like, man, there was a major battle fought here. <laughs> no, this, this is, and here I sit, you know, in all my gothic glory. What the hell? This is crazy. Um, but New England has a lot of places, like, there's a lot of history there, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there amazing. really is. And, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, people think of, like, abandoned towns and they think more of, like, you know, the southwest and, like, you know, these right, little, like, right. old west towns. But there's there's a lot of cool abandoned stuff. I'm I'm in New Hampshire, so I kind of hit all of New England. And it's there's there's cool stuff out there if you know how to look and you're willing to go out in the woods. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, just be careful, you know. You, you don't want to come across some crazy camp or something um that, uh know, we did or, and you think ghosts are scary <laughs> try having your teenage daughter and you want her to like an off-the-grid oh. trailer and it looks like somebody's living there <laughs> yeah that's not good that's another horror story right there oh my gosh <laughs> Woo. not good not good oh man well that's, that's crazy and you know once again folks I, I just i know i keep saying it but i want everybody to know the series of books right now, as of now, there's three books out, um, and, and the, you know, they have different decades, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and uh, it's called Rock and Roll Nightmares, and it's a whole series of them. So, you know, it's an anthology of short stories with, with, with a rock, and a, a lot of them are very scary, but but, some, but there's always an element of, of funny to them, too. Um, was that hard for you guys? We'll go around the room. How about, Marco, was that hard to add a little bit of humor into your short story as well? Admittedly, at first, I was a little bit like, you know, I'm just struggling to figure out, well, how am I going to make this funny or how funny should I make it? Because um, it's already like an interesting combination of rock and roll and horror, but then also throw a little humor in there. So I remember asking Stacey earlier on, and I was just like, like, how jokey should this be? And she's like, no, 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 just like whatever – you know, you do your thing and, and, you know, the humor will come through. And so I, I didn't really go out of my way to try oh, to cool. go for any laughs. I just have a very kind of dry, sardonic humor. Mm, the best kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. How about you, Sean, with um, having a, uh, a hint, a, uh, a spice of humor in there? Was was that an interesting challenge uh, for the short story? Nah, you know, for me that comes very naturally. Like, I it was good that Stacy selected the '80s for me, and I think because you know she's read some of my work, she recognizes that my style really matches that kind of '80s rock blend of you know like gore, but like with like a wink at it. Like you know, it's like '80s mm-hmm. Alice Cooper. Like uh, it's horror; he's cutting nice. people's heads off, but you know, it's there's a sense of fun to it. And that's Absolutely. just that's my way there. That's what I that's what I do all the time. So for me, this is perfect. That's cool. Kind of a I, I always tell people too because they're always like, oh, the '80s horror movies are just you know gore gore. I said not at all. Have you watched yeah. Nightmare uh, on Elm Street? It's hilarious. Yeah. Freddy's no, like knocking like, them out. Yeah, no, the best thing about 80s horror and 80s rock and just, you know, at least what I've been able to glean from the 80s as someone, you know, a little younger, is just there was a sheer shameless joy to all of this stuff. Like, there was no sense of trying to be, Absolutely. like, serious, served, or, like, you know, we go, we can't go too crazy. It was like, no, 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 no. 
you go. You just go and you play it straight, even if it's insane, and that's just that stinks. Absolutely. That was that absolutely. Thing. Well, and it was, you know, it was a strange time too. If you, you know, you you look at it, you you step back, and 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 you you look at like the '80s, especially in like the music scene, the rock scene, compared to like cause you had people like David Bowie, who's the the world's biggest weirdo from the '70s, and I say that lovingly. I'm a huge Bowie fan, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Not throwing shade at the memory of David Bowie. He was awesome. But he was a weirdo. And he would probably be the first to tell you that. Um, but in the 80s, when everybody else was being weird and wearing eyeliner and everything, and, and you know, um, <laughs> he was a straight guy. <laughs> you know, had slick back hair and suits. And it's like, what? <laughs> That's bizarre. Um, Alice Cooper kind of not – he didn't wear I, – I could never see Alice Cooper in a suit, uh, maybe a tuxedo that's ripped and burnt or maybe, but um, I couldn't picture that. Um, but even him with his music, you know, it, it was very more more rock uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, supernatural inspired, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I could listen to Steven on repeat and get creeped out all night long. Um, Joel, how about you? Was, was – Adding that spice of humor, was that um, a, a, a unique experience uh, in this, with your short story? Um, no, I think, I think that's something that kind of comes naturally to me. I, 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 if you ask my friends, they'd say I'm extremely funny. I don't personally think I'm funny, but I think I'm situationally funny. Like I nice. never write a comedy. I couldn't write a comedy. I mean, I think I, think I make people laugh all the time. Like to just sit there and write ninety hundred pages of things that are funny that I can't do that. But right. what I can do is kind of put myself in the situations where my characters are, and kind of bring myself my humor. Some say it's a little sick, dark humor. I like British humor. I like kind of things like that. And and it it, it kind of finds its way in without kind of too much help. I think it's just naturally a a part of me. Um, I can be very self-deprecating. So like in my memoir too, I mean, there's a lot of like, oh yeah, that went well, you know, and then kind of like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you almost died. That, that was fabulous, you know? Um, oh, so okay. it's kind of like, I love it. yeah. Yeah. And I just think that that, uh, it also helps when you're going back through and editing and you're kind of looking at what you wrote, it kind of helps uh, uh, with the, with the emotional beats, you know, it kind of helps the, the ebbs and flows mm. of the story. Uh, particularly in horror and things that are trying to scare people or, or make them really think about something that's like kind of terrifying that's happening to the people they're reading about. You need to cut that tension every now and then, or it just kind of peters out. So I think it's like humor or lightheartedness at the least is something you can do in this kind of storytelling where people can uh, take a deep breath and then dive back into what's kind of happening to these characters that is just horrifying. Absolutely, absolutely. It's you can't have a long jump scare, you know, in uh, in <laughs> film or or in literature. It's it's it it doesn't work well. It's um, you know, you're absolutely right though. It's I, I am friends with a few uh, comedians, stand up uh, in the stand up world, and man, they when they're not working, they are not funny when you hang out with them. <laughs> you know, you would think, oh, they're dropping jokes all the time. No, they don't at all. They're very dry uh, and dull. That was some of my biggest surprises when I first got into the junket journalism world. I was like, oh, I have a mm. sit down with Will Ferrell. I'm going to laugh my, my tail off. Well, 
you know, he's funny if the situation warrants it, but, I mean, he's there to talk about a movie. Now, somebody like Robin Williams, right. well, he was always on, but he's a rarity, you know. I remember sitting down with exactly. Steve Carell, and he's like, in a three-piece suit, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is not what I expected. Um, yeah, which is kind of rather surprising, <laughs> but I guess, you know, and, and Robin's wife would tell you, or his, his widow would tell you that, you know, it, it gets tiring <laughs> when you're funny all the oh, time. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but so so genius, you know. And then the other one I could watch over and over again. Um, and you know what was weird? What was that movie he was in where he was he was in Alaska, I think, or something, and he played, like, the killer? One Hour Photo. Psycho. Yeah, One Hour. Because you're not photo. expecting it, you know. You're like, well, that's the opposite of what I thought was going to, you know, what I expected from him. And I think that was so unnerving uh, for me, at least. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Renee, how about you? With with um, you, know, you seem like just you're normally funny anyway, Renee. You know, talking about your daughter, and the misadventures of the the abandoned uh, haunted communities. Um, let me crack it up there. Uh, in writing, is that um, you know hard to do to throw in a little humor here and there? Um, I, you know, I think a lot like everybody else, like if, if I sit down and think like, okay, I'm going to sit and write something really funny, it, it would be the least funny thing you could ever read. Like, I, I just don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like comedians, that's like, that's their special talent. Like they can just sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, write this out and it's going to be funny. Um, so, you know, when Stacey said horror comedy, like I loved that just because I, I think horror and comedy is really always linked together um but i knew that, that for writing it i couldn't sit there and think okay like now i have to be funny like i just kind of let it flow and i just tried to you know it, it, do it as naturally as i do it and then read it over afterwards and be like okay but is it funny like <laughs> that's awesome that's cool but it was it worked <laughs> so there you go all of you are so talented um you know and i know that in addition, uh, you know, that your specialty isn't horror comedy short stories. Uh, you know, you guys do this, this other amazing work and whatnot. Um, but it's so cool that you can, you know, bring that talent to a project like this and, uh, and be a part of it. This is such a big – I frankly am amazed at the whole concept of this project, you know. Um, I struggle to get one painting done sometimes, you know. <laughs> Got it. Keep at it, man. And here is a group of so many talented people uh, that have contributed these three books and, and, and done it well, you know. I, I don't know how she did it. I'm amazed. <laughs> Very impressed. You guys are all wicked cool, but I guess that helps, you know. Um, that's amazing. Very, very cool. Well, folks, uh, Rock and Roll Nightmares is the book series. you got to get it. you got to check it out. You can get it now. Um, you can have it sent to you. You can have it downloaded. Whatever you need to do, man, it can happen. We have the links up uh, to get it and whatnot. Also, we have links, various links to uh, our guests' social, different social media and uh, websites and whatnot where you can find out more about them and what they're doing as well. I know I harp on this on the show, but it, I do it for a reason. Um, we live in an algorithm world. If you, I don't care what it is. If you like uh, an indie band or a movie or something, or, you know, somebody that makes the best uh, brownies in town, um, like and share their social media. It gets the word out, and it's just the, the age we live in right now, man. Um, not everybody has big P 
PR firms behind them. And, you know, the more people that are seeing and, and buying their products and whatnot, the, the more they, they can do that. And we all benefit from that. So that's, you know, we get the, the goods. So that's a good thing. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules to be on the show tonight. Um, you guys all rock. You're all cool. Uh, turned up to 10. And I, I'm just so glad we've met all of you. And um, very, very cool. Uh, maybe we can get Stacy if she's listening, which I'm sure she will be. Um, you know, maybe we can get the uh, the 90s. We got what the 90s was grunge era and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, hip hop, the rise of hip hop, you know, really uh, in mainstream. And uh, maybe we get the 90s and the 2000s, and even the, the 2010s, the teens going there. I claim the boy band horror story. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) They're all like vampires or ghouls or something. (laughs) Oh, man, that's perfect. (laughs) I want dibs on Rob Zombie. I'm calling in that. There you go. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, very cool. Well, folks, this episode, of course, uh, we're uh, almost done here uh, with this one. Um, This is episode uh, 1140. This will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push that on all the various social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. Wherever you listen and download podcasts, you'll find us. We're there. Um, We're on like 400. I don't know if we're 400. I think the last number I saw was 382 or something like that. I didn't even know there was that many podcasting platforms. Apparently there are, and we're on them all. Uh, so, you know, and all the big ones, Spotify and uh, Apple and Google and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, keep checking us out. And, oh, I have a posted here. If you want to listen to any of the podcasts we do ad-free, you can on my Patreon. Um, you can find out all about that. There's all kinds of other perks with that as well. You can find out all about it on my uh, on my website. So there you go. And uh, very, very cool. This episode will be dropping as a podcast in about 45 minutes. Enjoy. Oh, and uh, check out our sponsors and use their code. Every one of our advertisers, I think, um, I'm sure they all do, uh, have a code. And if you use the code, you save a couple bucks, and then you can go over with that money you saved and, you know, buy a friend a copy of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. How about that? Uh, Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Have a great night, everybody, and another big hand to all of our guests tonight. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good one, everybody. And, uh, folks, one last thing I just remembered, too. I've been saying it all week. You know, the the world is weird. The country, you know, we're we're all, especially down here, man. I'm in Broward County, Florida. It's the Studio 54 of COVID, let me tell you. Be cool when you're out shopping and whatnot, you know, the the shop person uh, or the cashier, they ain't sitting down at boardroom meetings with uh, the grocery store chain or whatnot. So however you feel about their rules or their policies, don't take it out on these working people, man. They're just trying, you know, they're out there, they're dealing with people. The last thing they need to be dealing with is you. If you're that pissed off about things, go home and write an email. There you go. Case solved. Nobody has to hear it. Because they ain't going to be able to help you anyway. So, you know, why ruin someone's day? Anyhow, that's all I'm saying about that. Just be cool, man. Just be cool, kind, and nice to people. You know, the world would be a better place if we're all that way. 
Okay, that's it. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Talk to everybody on Monday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tama Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.